Hello, my name is Nathan Foster, and welcome once again to the Renovari Weekly Podcast. My guest this week is Judy Villanueva. She's a marriage and family counselor, and spiritual director, and blogger from Colorado. You can find her work at listeningforlove.net. And in this interview, we cover a number of things. Living in reality, listening to God, and the ordinary revelations of God all around us. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hi, Judy. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to get to chat with you today. Thank you. Good to see you. You have a background as a spiritual director and a marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and could you talk a little bit about what it's like to observe the movements of God in people's life, in your own life? Uh, what, what, what have you found in that? Hmm. Well, I think that that's probably the uh, most meaningful honoring thing I've ever gotten to participate in. Um, I think it feels very much a, a sacred place, uh, the listening, the whole listening process, because I'm, you know, you're listening to a heart, you're listening to a person's words, you're listening to a person's story. And, and within that, you know, you, I'm listening for the Lord and watching for um, anything that feels like something he's wanting to um, highlight or encourage or um, just kind of bring to the surface of their awareness. (laughs) I like to use the word honor. It is an honor, isn't it, to get to mm-hmm. be involved with others in this process? Very much. You know, it, it so much so. I mean, I always feel like um, I feel ner- nervous and fearful in a good way because mm-hmm. um, it, it is a, a precious life. And I'm sitting in listening and trying to help discern and point people toward God. It feels wonderful and it feels very sacred. Sacred. Sacred's <laughs> the word. That's the yeah. word for it. How have you found developing that skill set and developing the gifting of listening to what God is doing uh, in people's lives? What's that process look like? I think it probably starts with your own process. It started with my own process. What, what changed so much for me in learning to discern the Lord's voice has been beginning or learning how to count the ordinary Revelations of God. And so in my 20s and 30s, you know, I would uh, really, my, my expectation was that there would be a boom, a lightning bolt. And, and really, honestly, Nate, I would sit up and just like, okay, I want to see an angel. You know, I really wanted <laughs> that spectacular. And I thought, you know, you talk to people and they go, I heard God say this or he said that. I kind of thought that's what it should be like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until after a dark night of uh, a season in my life where I sort of lost hold of God, you know, completely, <laughs> where as he began to rebuild my um, my faith and my experience of him, I began um, to be introduced. You know, really what it felt like was these gentle movements of love, mm-hmm. you know, that co- would come to me as a fragrance. Mm-hmm. It always felt like... Um, you know, if you come at me from the front, Lord, you know, with a, someone throwing a scripture at me or telling me just to believe, my defenses were going to be up. So it always mm. felt like he was coming around from behind, just 
given me a hug. And before I knew it, um, I was experiencing him. Mm-hmm. So, so little by little, um, I think I began counting. You know, the, when Moses says, Lord, I, I want to see your face. I want to see your face. And he said, I'll let my goodness pass before you. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that kind of um, captures how the experience has grown um, because I think I feel like God is always passing before uh, mm-hmm. every day and I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. And I'll miss it if I keep expecting it to be one way instead of so many ways. His goodness is, is, is so manifold. So, um, yeah. Okay. I, I've sometimes, I mean, wondered if there's a real gift in the fact that um, we don't see an angel, we don't hear an audible you know, see that that it, it it positions us to really listen, and in a sense, that's kind of cheating. Cheating's not the right word, but that if God just you know, bam, here it is, mm-hmm. plain as day. That um, by not doing that, it, it forces me to really notice and wait. And do do you think? I don't know. Does that fit for you? Yes, yes, that's been my experience, and and it there was a consenting. Mm-hmm. That happened gradually, you know, where it felt like the Lord was saying, you know, will you let me find you? Will, mm-hmm. will you find me today in, I know you've written a lot about beauty in beauty mm-hmm. or in the person I'm sitting across from that happens a lot or mm-hmm. in, you know, a stranger that I'm observing over here. Will you let my goodness pass before you and speak, you know, will you mm-hmm. let it? And so there's a consenting, I think, where I had to sort of agree to count these movements that I didn't want to count. Honestly, I wanted the, you know, I wanted a <laughs> miracle, you know, but it's been, it's been the best, best thing in my life because it's every, it, it's every day, you know, Yeah, yeah. I count that. What do you, I like that consenting. That's a, that's a really good word with that. The, you said the ordinary revelations of God throughout your day. Could, could you give us an example of what that looks like? Oh, it, it will sound so silly, um, but Good. seriously, um, <laughs> it, my ordinary revelations of God start with my first cup of coffee because, mm. because I, I'm sensory. So when I'm, I love it. So when I'm, when I'm drinking coffee, I, um, I, I feel blessed. You know, that's good to me. You know, when I see my husband first thing in the morning and he always makes me breakfast. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting down, you know, it, the smells in the kitchen, um, my little grands, they, they are full of God's goodness. And Your grandkids. Like, yes. My grandkids. Yeah. 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 Um, being outside, you know, in Colorado, watching the sky change all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bumping into a, my, we were on a walk the other day and my husband point, I'm in the middle of a sentence and he's pointing and I look over and there's like four deer going, you know, looking at us. And um, so all those things are just the day, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it, it might be, it might be just in a market standing in line and watching someone let someone cut in front or someone be kind, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if, if I'll notice, if I'll let, God say notice, you know, <laughs> and I'll pause before it. Then I I can experience, Lord, that was you. That was good <laughs> passing before me. Yeah, and it, and it blesses me. And how do you respond when you see the deer or you smell the coffee? The person 
offering kindness to another. What do you internally do with that? I think I first enjoy it uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and let it and, and receive the blessing that it is. You know, <laughs> that that goes inside and it touches something that I think um, is meant you know that I want to touch God. You know that is that is my prayer. Also, Lord, I want to see Your glory. I want to see You. I don't just want to know You and read about You because that's all good, and I love knowing Him through my head. <laughs> but I want to feel You, and so so I feel Him in those moments, and then I'm I'm so grateful. You know, then I'm grateful. It's He becomes He becomes real and touchable in those in those places. Yeah. That there's something to me really special about how easy these things are to miss. Mm-hmm. That, that it's very likely to go throughout our day completely unaware. But then it is this, this opportunity to pause, to listen, to notice. And these all these wonderful little sprinklings uh, mm-hmm. of, of grace all around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and something about that makes it almost more special to me that it could be missed. Mm, tell me about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, your word, it requires my consent that there's a mm. gentleness to it and maybe a, a sacredness to it that it could so easily be, be, be missed. Um, mm. Something feels really special mm. and kind of, from God in that, that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all before you. Mm. Notice, pay attention. I like that. You um, wrote a, a a blog post that that I really liked, um, and and one of the terms used in it is "it is what it is." That mm-hmm. phrase. Can you share with us a little about what that phrase means to you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it it's a phrase that uh, I, I was kind of raised with. I was raised in a really practical family, you mm-hmm. know, and so. If I'm talking to my sister and pouring my heart out, and and it will just come out of her mouth. Jude, it is it is what it is, mm-hmm. and and what it always in in our family context, it was always an invitation to know and accept reality. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. So it you know it's 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 pushing denial. It's pushing whatever you don't want it to be, and it's inviting you. Um. To to be with the real. Thing it is, you know. Um, in the blog, I write about my father, who is um, in a progressed. He has progressed dementia, and um, he's in his late eighties, and he's just a dear man. Um, and I was so, so right now. Uh, the blog writes about just making fudge with dad, and the 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 moment you know it, it, it's easy to be, and it's easy and important to be sad about what has isn't anymore. <laughs> um, but if I stay focused on what isn't, dad can't remember, you know, in an in 20 minutes that we just made fudge. Okay. So, so if I focus there, it's, there is a legitimate grief there. Um, but I, I want to move to what it is. And in the moment, the moments with my dad, he, he's there, he's present. He's enjoying my company. We're having fun together. We're tasting chocolate. What's wrong with that? Um, so, so that it is what it is. Um, the invitation to know and accept reality 
positions us to create and be grateful mm-hmm. uh, in, in what is, what mm-hmm. still is, and what still is good. Mm-hmm. I, th- it was so helpful for me, Judy, because I, I say that phrase quite a bit. And mm-hmm. usually I say it with a, a sense of defeat. It, mm-hmm. It's my way of going, you know what? It sucks. It is what it is. I mean, it's just a kind of whatever. And but somehow just in, in, in reading what you wrote, it helped me turn that to go, no, it is what it is. And what it is is good. And, and, and there's grief in that and there's loss. Mm-hmm. But uh, living in reality is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's an it's an it's important, and you know, in, in my work with people that are in you know coming through trauma or are still, um, you know, for example, having a, a parent that is still not the parent you need or want or deserve. Mm-hmm. So so coming to terms and accepting, in this case, the parent that you're not ever going to probably have mm-hmm. helps us accept um, forgive sometimes mm-hmm. and look to God to, to for, for, for the filling of our, our need that we're not going to get mad and, um, and finding what um, can bless us in the relationship that we have mm-hmm. anyway. it's, a, it's a holding of attention that I, I want this or I need this or I wish it was this, but this is what it is and kind of right, holding those together, but then mm-hmm. enables us, I think, to live into the goodness of what is before me. I get exactly. to make fudge with my dad. Boom, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, I wonder yeah. if this fits into what we were talking about just a minute ago, of these ordinary revelations of God, that there is a reality taking place in that uh, smell of the coffee, in the deer. Uh, this is not fanciful thinking, right? This is mm-hmm. living in reality that God is ever-present among us, ever at work. Mm-hmm. Um, does, does that fit, do you think? I, I, I think it, it fits absolutely. Um, I, I think that, you know, it, it, if that's a spiritual discipline, if that's a, pra- a spiritual practice, uh-huh. being attentive, being aware counting all of life, then, then I think we're not just um, living through the strains or the stressors, mm-hmm. you know, that are part of our lives, but, but we're held together alongside, you know, all, all the good that is mm-hmm. also there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my life is never going to be just my worries or, or more strenuous moments mm-hmm. or, or hardest trials, you know, that might be true <laughs> and, and part of my reality. But when I can wake up and also take in, watch for and notice God's goodness around me, mm-hmm. it is a strength. It is a place of grace. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it um, keeps it. It keeps touching everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and bringing um, bringing a faith into in a strength into the rest of the harder mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a kind of fullness of life. Um, I often will get phrases or quotes that just and just stick with me for months. 
And a, a few uh, summers ago, my phrase for the summer was live in reality. Hmm. And, and what that was, I mean, my, my wife was suffering from pretty significant illness. And, mm-hmm. and it was live in the reality of what is right now. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting to me in that was that somehow that helped set me free by acknowledging being in mm-hmm. how, fright, how frightened, mm-hmm. how difficult. And somehow that lessened the suffering. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that living in reality, mm-hmm. even in the bad of it, may just be right where God might have us be. Honestly, it takes so much energy to not be honest with ourselves about our lives. You know, it takes a lot of energy to to not know or not want something. I can spend a lot of time kicking against the goad. You know, mm-hmm. the says, don't go against the goad um, instead of 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 letting it letting the prods that are painful um, move me along in a particular direction. So, mm-hmm. I have a dear friend who's whose husband has terminal cancer and they, they just got really bad news this week. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, I'm trying really hard not to be angry with God, I'm trying really hard, I'm just trying. And I said, you know, I think it's really okay. If, if you're completely honest with God, he already knows, <laughs> you know, he knows we're finite. He knows we can't, we don't have the perspective. He does. Mm-hmm. He knows how devastating this is. So, the reality is your husband's dying and and it's really sad and you're really angry and and I would just want her to I would want me, I would want you and, and I agree with what you're saying, to just to be r- real with yourself and God. I mean that's that's where we that's where we're held, you know, and I mm. think that's why it feels a little we feel relieved when we let ourselves know, like, mm-hmm. okay, it, it's this, mm-hmm. you know, dang mm-hmm. it, you know, and I feel everything I want to feel about it. Yeah. And, and God's with me. That's just how we bring ourselves to yeah. him. I, I is almost, that what you mean? Yes, <laughs> it is. And, and I, I almost think that, um, I mean, I think your word to your friend is really good. You can let God know you're angry. I almost think God welcomes that. Now I got to preface that a little bit, um, but that ah, my kids come in with an honest space, and and I think I can hold that, and 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 of course, I mean we probably know from experience when we enter into that conversation of where are you, why did why are you letting this happen, mm-hmm. that that at least my experience it always comes full circle around like it does in the Psalms, where there's a certain resolution and. Um, and a goodness that kind of comes out of those honest spaces. Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love the Psalms for that reasons. Have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Tell God how you feel. It's intimate. He mm-hmm. wants us to know him. He wants to know us. And that doesn't happen unless we're honest, right. but he says, but stay in the conversation. Yeah. Don't just be ticked and leave. Mm-hmm. Stay in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love, I, I'm always really amazed that the psalmist can, psalmist can go where they go <laughs> and then up, say, you know, end up worshiping and, and declaring the truth about who yeah. they're talking to. It all, they seem to always have that resolution, mm-hmm. that full mm-hmm. circle of some sort of 
um, I don't know if peace is the word, but it does seem to, and, and sometimes I think those are, we're missing pieces to it, that these are long processes that these Psalms mm-hmm. are written in. It's not just a, you know, 10 minute prayer, mm-hmm. but it, it's got some, some tread on it, some life on mm-hmm. it to reach mm-hmm. that, that circle. And it, it, it reminds me a little of like um, with our kids, that if one of my kids is angry with me, even if it's completely unjustified, I want to be in that conversation with him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To, to um, help him see reality, right? Of mm-hmm. uh, what is, what isn't. And sometimes just to hold him. I mean, sometimes you can't, especially when you have, you're a parent of an adult child who you can't, you can't like, I don't know, how old are your, your children? 16 and 11. So, so you're getting there. I am. When they're in their 30s, <laughs> Um, you you can't fix things like you used to. So you know, a lot of times, right. it's yeah. being with them. It's just knowing with them, mm-hmm. and they're not alone. And um, I think God's God's presence happens when we're honestly happy, sad, angry, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And join joins us. You know. Yeah. Well, and and you you kind of echoed to it, but there is that sense of just not being alone in it is healing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, when oh, you, yeah. you see that with another, with your kid that like, I can't fix this, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. God offers that too. Um, yeah. It, it, it may not get fixed, but I'm here and I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, when, when my husband and I are talking and um, <laughs> cause he's a fixer and he's good at fixing, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell him, I just, I really want, I don't want, uh, to hear a fix, I just want you to hear what I'm going through. Yeah. And I, I don't really need to hear anything. But that felt, you know, feeling someone knowing and even entering some of your pain, mm-hmm. it's so, it, it is very healing. And mm-hmm. it's, see, there's a place where, you know, I, I can touch God. I can mm-hmm. touch God most readily through a, a person who is listening mm-hmm. and willing to, to understand deeply, you know, what, what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, I've found personally, it's a lot easier to fix. And I mean, there's a removed sense to it. Okay. There's a problem. Let's do this. But to just be in it with someone, mm-hmm. especially someone you love and care about deeply, that's really difficult, uh, mm-hmm. difficult emotionally. And, and that beautiful movement of intimacy is what God has for us in all this, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is living in reality. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I very much like that, to kind of go back, these, these uh, what we were talking about a minute ago, these movements of God in the midst of our everyday life, um, rather than seeing those as something divorced from reality, but to th- that that is the invisible things are more real than visible things. Mm-hmm. And that is a reality at hand. And so in a sense, tuning our awareness, consenting to the movements of God is the ultimate reality that we're living mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's exciting because it makes all of life um, available and connected to what God wants to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so whether, uh, whether the story is in a season of suffering 
or whether, you, you know, whether the story's in a season of, you know, springtime, um, in the midst of both, becoming aware, consenting to life as it comes to us, um, I, I think invites, invites us to see differently, you know, to, to cope differently, to understand and, and keep, you know, keep creating. I, I think that I get really, you know, walled in, worry walls me in, fear walls me in. Um, honestly, we're, we've been in a season of waiting, so done with waiting. <laughs> it, it all, it all walls me in. But if I am attentive to the day's movements, God's goodness as it passes before me, then, then he's, he keeps speaking. He keeps, you know, um, somehow opening up windows in my walls so mm. that I can, I can feel, you know, his, his voice. I, it, it's, it keeps reminding me who he is, which I think is just everything. Um, and it, and it keeps reminding me of, of the larger, um, context I live in. I just love to boil down my life to my life. Right. <laughs> um, and that's what I think this does is it, it opens everything up to, um, to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you said God is everything. Can you explain what you meant by that? Uh, I, I was talking to to a couple, in, uh, and I was trying to. I was actually talking to a class, but this is something that I feel strongly about. I said, if I could, if I could only say one thing, if someone said, "Okay, you can speak to this room of people, but you only could say one thing," <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. hear what you would say. <laughs> um, it would be, know who you're talking to when you pray. Hmm. You know, who is God and and that that um, I I love A W Tozer's book Knowledge of the Holy because it and and it's it's a book I just it's on my bedstand and it's a book I return to because I forget every day um, who it is I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. That's sad every day. So <laughs> I, I need daily you know refreshing of who it is I'm talking to you know mm-hmm. and so. Him becoming everything, in part, is cultivated by by my um, study of who He is in the Word or in people. Um, because um, I, I think His goodness that passes keeps um, being the, the reminders of who he, who He really is, mm-hmm. not not the the small God I've made, but the big God who whose heart I would always run to if I, if I saw it clearly, you know? Um, so him being my everything is a growing experience, you know, learning, learning to know him and learning to want him, honestly, because I honestly, Nate, I want probably everything else of comfort and (laughs) more, more than I want him. And so that's, that's a confession and that's a quest. You know, I yeah. want to want the real God, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. more than I want, you know, what I think I want. Yeah. That's a good prayer. I want to want you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to want you. How do you answer that? I mean, I like that of, if you could say one thing, how do you answer that of who God is? I mean, daily, as you said, you're kind of reorienting your narratives to a sort of truth. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you answer that? It might start off big in the morning when I'm reading 
and listening to his voice in, in scripture. When I, uh, this week we were reading in Jesus entering the upper room, the doors were locked. And I loved that the first thing he said to all these scared men was, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. you know? Oh, okay, there's God. You know? <laughs> He's the God who says, peace be with you when I'm frightened. And then the next thing he says is, they're like, whoa. And he's like, well, it's me. You know, see, look, 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 it's me. So, so as I'm reading, I'm like, okay, this is the God who enters my life where I'm afraid and says, helps me see him. It's, it's me. Okay. So I take, I, I try. So in the morning, that's fresh in my mind. Okay. This is who God is. Um, you know, by noon, it, if I get that phone call from maybe one of my kids who's, who's, um, in trouble or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then, then I have forgotten, <laughs> you know, I'm afraid. So, so there's all these other things that want, um, to pull me away from that, that peace be with you place. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is here. Um, he's with me. Mm-hmm. He, he's the one who knows me always. You know, these, there are things we learn to know are true of God. But they slip away, you know, whether whether because we're worried or afraid or fearful or angry or whether because we're busy or preoccupied or um, or just maybe confined by an image of God that is false, you know, um, and, and just not true. Um, am I answering your? Oh, you totally are. And I, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest um, struggles for people is living into a true narrative Mm -hmm. Um, and not Mm -hmm. a narrative that we want to be true, um, but also not a false narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it all around if I can. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Peace be with you. Mm. I mean, that's just a, that's Mm. a beautiful um, space to live out of. Mm -hmm. Here's reality and reality Includes the the good and the bad, but it also includes I'm I'm with you. And yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> well, Judy, this was just a joy. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Nate. Well, there you have it. Again, Judy's blog is listeningforlove.net, and she has a new book with the same title, Listening for Love, with the subtitle of Learning to Hear God's Voice. It's a uh, wonderful collection of essays, and I found it to be a very helpful devotional of sorts. You can find a link for the Kindle version of her book on her website, listeningforlove.net. Have a great week.